Welcome back to the Thoughtful Journeys podcast. My name is Tyler. This is Justice right here. Today we're going to be talking about a comment that one of our good friends left on our first podcast episode. His name is Aaron. Uh, Justice, you want to kind of go over what we uh, thought was interesting from that comment? Yes. Yeah, I'm going to read here uh, what he said and kind of what he asked. So what he started with was, I would love to get some advice in the future of how to start being more mindful of myself. I feel happy a majority of my days. However, I have down moments and feel as though I've wasted the day, the week, and sometimes even the month. It's very easy for me to fall into routines, whether bad or good, and just lose track of time and fall into the NPC trap routine. I lose track of goals during these slums, start bad habits, and quit good ones. I want to be more attentive in my relationships and especially in my conversations. I have a terrible attention span at times and could be in depth listening at one point and seconds later I have the person I'm talking to wondering where I just went off to. I know I've, we've been raised in a society that is destroying our attention span. For starters, I've been off TikTok for five months now. I hardly get on social media anymore and don't post anything hardly at all. It's still so hard to hold a good conversation and even keep good eye contact. Not sure if this is in the realm of what you guys are wanting to cover, but it's easier for me to watch this video and really truly hear what is being said than it is to hear it on a phone call. I think that um, what he said there... And that comment is really inspiring for me mm -hmm. because although we say we dedicate this episode to that comment, which we definitely do, that is something that everyone deals with and something that I personally dealt with yep. and still deal with. I can relate know, to it. Day yep. to day. Yep. And of course, that is definitely something that we want to cover and go over in life. So today was more prepping for this was we wanted to talk about discipline and consistency because I think that's where... Most of those issues are rooted from a lack of discipline. Uh, really, for instance, the other day, Aaron himself um, was asking me about motivation. He said, like, he wants to be mo motivated all the time. Like, that's what he, his goal is, to be motivated. And I said, well, your, your thinking's backwards because action comes before motivation. You're not going to ever be motivated if you're just sitting there doing nothing all day. But when you go to the gym, that's going to motivate you to eat healthier. When you eat healthier, that's going to motivate you to go to sleep on time. When you go to sleep on time, that's going to motivate you to wake up early. When you wake up early, that's going to motivate you to do something productive in the morning. It's like just dominoes. A, yeah, yeah. Once you start doing one thing, it's gonna the rest is going to follow. But you can't just wait for someday you're just going to somehow just be motivated to do all these things. Like yeah. You have to implement some action before that and yeah man what are you trying to like say to people as some of the most important things so to get into discipline if i'm speaking to people watching this video right now the main thing i want to get across is please feel free to leave comments like these under our videos if you have something specific that yes. you're struggling with if you have something on your mind that you relate to what we're talking about and want to see us talk about it Leave a comment and we'll talk about it. We'll t and I, I really, the main idea around this is just kind of expressing what we've learned through our small experience in this like 23 years we've had. And, you know, if we can share anything that we've learned with you and it helps, let us know. Leave a comment and we'll make a, a video about it. We'll make an episode about it and we'll mention it at least in one of these episodes. So I want to start off by saying that. Second, I want to say on top of what you were saying where it's not just all going to happen at once. You know, it's not going to be one day you're going to wake up, you're going to work out, 
you're gonna you know quit nicotine you're gonna right. it's not all gonna happen in the same day it's baby steps and in those baby steps it's really gonna suck at first the beginning you're gonna like be ashamed in yourself because you're gonna want to do nicotine and you're gonna be like well why do i want to do nicotine again that's what i'm relating it to i kicked nicotine recently i've been on and off kicking it you know but now is more so the set in stone and I kind of just analyzing my thoughts and my experiences doing that. The first week sucks. Specifically, the first two to three days are awful. And you feel ashamed in yourself for wanting the thing that you're telling yourself that you don't need to do. But you have to kind of step back out of yourself and say, you know, I've conditioned myself to want this. That's why I still want it. It's not because you're not doing a good job. It's not because you are in a bad place. It's just because your body is so used to having that, like needs it like fuel. That's kind of what I think of. And you're just kind of conditioning it to use a different fuel or a different motivation. And you got to find that within yourself what it is you want to use it as. When it came to smoking and quitting vapes, I replaced every time I thought about wanting to hit a vape, I would take a drink of water instead. And eventually you'll get to the point where you almost waterlog yourself, but your body will eventually respond to that and say, okay, want water instead of nicotine. And it's just taking that first step and not being ashamed that it's difficult to take that step. Not yeah. being ashamed that you still want it. Because, yeah, you're going to still want it. And, yeah, it's going to suck. But knowing a week from then you're going to be really happy you're not doing it and you're going to see the improvements from moving away from it. And that's just kind of a general outline of what I'm wanting to get into and what I kind of want to this episode to be about from what we're talking about is just that's what we're here to do. That's what inspires us is to try to benefit other people that are struggling with things we've struggled with. And when we've had a hard time, we can share with you what we learned by having that hard time and you don't have to necessarily go through it alone. So please feel free to reach out to us. Please feel free to leave these comments and we can do more episodes like this and keep moving forward. But when it comes to consistency, Hopper, when it comes to, habits and things like that what would you say you know what is kind of the first steps in mindset or your habits that you would do like what steps would you go in where would you start so for me personally i would say before habits Mm -hmm. is the mindset Mm -hmm. it it has to start there um and it's really just kind of like we've talked in the past two episodes just creating your own views and um kind of just being able to think about things your own way Mm -hmm. and do things your own way um that's really where it starts and then doing your own research to figuring out what which of these habits are going to benefit you um and then another thing i wanted to say before we get into all the specific things is the fundamentals like before you even think about here i'm gonna set up a fitness schedule i'm gonna start fixing my diet i'm gonna stop smoking Mm -hmm. Like, the fundamentals to me are your sleep schedule, going to bed around the same time every night, waking up the same time every day, hygiene, good hygiene, brush your teeth, shower. Like, yeah, I know this sounds stupid, but some people don't fucking do that, like, seriously. That's the Um, first step. Hygiene, sleep schedule, and then doing something that's not techno like spending some time away from technology during the day into nature i think that's also a, i would consider a fundamental because mm-hmm. i think in this society today we're so trapped in this like technological world that sometimes we, every time i come out here to your place bro like 
I'm like, damn, like I get kind of jealous because like you get to go out here and see this every Birds day. Gardens and, and trees. Yeah. I go to a, a co- apartment complex in the city, and it's really nice to be in touch with nature mm-hmm. and stuff. But um, some of the more like detailed things are just stuff that you could just start right now. Um, I would definitely say stop eating fast food is huge. Um, like, don't even think about. You don't have to go super strict right away and be like, I'm gonna count all my calories. I'm going to start eating chicken and rice every day and count like counting all my macros. Like literally just the first step, stop eating McDonald's, stop eating Chick-fil-A, stop eating like restaurant, like places like that Mm -hmm. for food wise. And, um, once you, once you get that, then you can start looking at where, where can I get healthy groceries and start making meals for myself. But for food wise, I definitely think stop eating fast food and, not to get too much into that, because we do want to do a whole episode yeah. regarding nutrition, in the especially future. here yeah. in America. It's coming. Um, but look into it, and fast food as well. Fast food is definitely something you want to avoid. Yeah. Uh, after Just look into the basic nutrition of uh, Big Mac at McDonald's, for example. Right. Or any fast food chain just, you can think of. Yeah, any, whatever fast food place, and the nutrition facts after it into your search bar. Yep. And yeah, you're going to find crazy stuff. But we'll get we'll get into that yeah. in the future. Um, something that I feel like changed my life was starting to read. Um, I said a thing, because I've honestly never really just read a book front to back since middle school <laughs> until yeah. I was like 21. Right. Um, so I set a 10 pages a day rule. And... Do I do that every single day? No, there's days I miss, but most days I read at least 10 pages, and sometimes it's more, Right. but it's at least 10 pages. And um, I think reading about stuff, like, you can read fiction books and get stuff out of it, but reading some, if you're interested in business, read some books about business. If you're inter- If you're struggling with social stuff, read books about social interactions and people and stuff i'm reading a book right now called how to win friends and influence people yeah um start reading um at a quote from winston churchill said i started education at a very early age in fact it was right after i left college mm-hmm. so it kind of shows you that education and school are two completely separate things yeah and i think self-education which goes into the reading as a part of self-education but yeah goes into self-education and saying that you need to have some sort of self-education. Um, set a, an hour a day to be like, for this hour, I'm going to watch a podcast, I'm going to watch some YouTube videos, or I'm going to read for an hour a day stuff that's actually going to help me, that I'm going to learn and benefit from moving forward, yeah. rather than sit there and scrolling through TikTok. Um, so I think self-education through books, podcasts, YouTube videos is very important. Mm-hmm. Um, those are some of the, just like the couple things off the top of my head that I think, but I really think that once you stop drinking tap water, remove fast food, and you do some self-education, that's kind of like a good foundation to start from. Yeah. Um, start from a health perspective and yeah, then move definitely. more into an introspective kind of, yeah. Cause you're not going to end up doing any of this shit if you don't get your health in check. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's got to be the first priority. Yeah. Uh, and. And like you said earlier, comes all of them come along with each other. Like, going to the gym 
you're going to start feeling better. Right. You're going to start, your body's going to want better things and it's going to want that fuel. And when you put like McDonald's into it, you're going to feel exactly how bad that is for you when you start working out. It all interconnects in that way for sure. And a big one I'm thinking about right now is the attention span part, especially because he said he's been off TikTok for five months, right? Right. If you're off TikTok for five months, but you still find that attention span lacking that ability to lock in like that, I think practicing with long form content is a great place to start podcasts, different things like that. Just trying to keep that in your routine, the book that's also just equivalent to watching like a podcast. It makes you lock into something for a lengthy period of time. That's going to build up your attention span. That's going to make it stronger. Um, Dopamine also, you know, whether it's from TikTok or whether you supplement it after TikTok with like Zins and beer or weed and you know a vape or whatever yeah. like you you can replace that attention span being corrupted by tiktok with constantly giving yourself a dopamine hit of something else and that will keep your attention span low as well so it's slowly practicing locking into a video for an hour and a half and trying not to do anything else but listen to that video for that hour and a half watching a movie or eating and making sure you're just eating and talking to who's next to you or just eating or just watching that movie and like locked into the movie. Forcing yourself to do those things where it makes you directly focused on one thing is a great way to start building up that attention span. Because what, what I've noticed with myself is I'll scroll through YouTube and I'll sometimes I'll be watching a YouTube video, go back to the homepage while I'm watching the video and scroll looking for the next video while I'm watching right. that video. That's we all do that. That's messing yeah. up my attention span. So if I catch myself doing that, I think about it. I'm like, okay, I just need to watch this video, and then I'll find yeah. the next video. And just doing little things like that where you catch yourself, because just because I'm not on TikTok or just because I'm not doing whatever that negative thing is, you can replace that negative thing with something else that keeps you from being able to get to that point you want to be at. And that that's that's something that I really thought about and some ideas I had specifically, you know, Aaron, if that's something that you're dealing with, like having trouble locking into conversations, different things like that. Um, and unrelating locking into conversations from just attention span and then relating it to like something like a vape or like nicotine, those things can make you feel more anxious or make you to where when you're in that conversation, if you don't have nicotine, then it's hard for you to lock into it because your body's needing something to like kind of suppress that nicotine, uh, like want with it's dopamine. Like, with dopamine, you need yeah. that next dopamine hit. To yeah, come. yeah. To be able to lock in, yeah. so you feel comfortable, and it's not supposed to happen that way. So it's right. just recognizing your triggers, recognizing your things that kind of make you want to do those things. To what do you disconnect from the conversation and think about? You know, ask yourself that. That's what What do you Whenever you feel like you're, you know, not locking into something like you want to, what is it you find yourself focusing on? And, and that will, that's one of the first steps I would take into kind of removing that attention span issue and the bad habits issue. Because once you kind of start getting used to disciplining yourself, once you start getting used to like within your head, checking yourself and being like, I shouldn't do that. What am I doing that for? Like once you get used to doing that, you'll start doing it more and more and then you can start working out. And when you don't want to work out, you can look outside of yourself and be like, you know, we need to, whether it's easy or not, you got to do this. So that's what I'm going to do. And just kind of have that introspective 
conversation with yourself, focusing on your actions and what you're doing and analyzing. Kind them. of like, yeah, analy- like I was about to say, analyzing mm-hmm. yourself. And um, after you, you realize you weren't connecting in this conversation, mm-hmm. after that conversation, go back over in your head, like, where did it stray away? Where did I stray away on the, in this right. conversation? What did I think about? And what could I do differently next time that's going to actually let me be in the conversation fully? Yeah. yeah. Um, I think another thing about the conversation and attention span specifically is um, something I've learned that's really, really helped me um, in conversations in general, but also uh, at work, in sales, mm-hmm. uh, being in customer service, or just any path of life, just uh, interactions with people is listening. I think that that it's a very neglected thing in conversations um, because even everyone you're thinking about oh here here's what I'm gonna say the next, next thing yeah, yeah but if you if you tell that part of your brain to you know fuck off and you sit there and actually listen to the person you're talking to mm-hmm. they'll feel that yep. you can feel when someone is sitting there listening to you giving you their attention yeah and when you do that it's gonna benefit you and make you a better conversationalist. Mm-hmm. Um, most people just want someone to, to listen to them. And if you sit down and have a conversation like me and you are right now, and we actually listen to each other, it's going to be so much of a better conversation than if we were sitting here thinking, oh, here's what I'm going to bring up next, right, you know? Right, This and, is the thing I want to talk about. Yeah, yeah but yeah. I'm, I'm actually sitting here listening to you. And if you do that it would, with everyone in life, it doesn't mm-hmm. even have to be your close friends or your parents. Or, it's really important in those relationships. But even when you're having a conversation with anyone, or even when you're reading a book, or it applies to that too. Like, or mm-hmm. listening to it, like sit, literally, actually sit there and soak in oh, what's yeah. being said. Yeah. Don't just say I'm gonna for this hour I'm gonna watch this long form video, like you said. But don't just sit there and like watch it. Actually, soak in what's yeah. going on in that. Like, you can feel when you activate that yeah. too, because when you're truly listening to it versus when you're thinking about like something that it inspired you to think about, you can feel yourself yeah. lock in or out of what it is that you're like really trying to pay attention to. And that's a huge benefit, a huge step in the right direction, because that's like when I'm trying to read. And also, side note. If you're wanting to start with good books that are kind of focused on topics that we're talking about, when it not necessarily like self-help books, but more so just like philosophy, introspective kind of material, I would highly recommend uh, Carl Jung, Frederick Nietzsche, and Marcus Aurelius. Um, those specifically meditations by Marcus Aurelius. Yeah. That is a great book to lock into and practice that because. Not only are you going to be practicing locking into something, you're going to be practicing locking into something that is like talking about something so deep. When you lock into it, you feel it. Like you feel the thing you're reading, it impacts you and you make like observations within yourself like, oh, and apply it to your life in different ways. And to touch on what you said, you can be in a conversation, you can be reading a book and then be thinking about something that that conversation brought to your mind instead of thinking about what that person said. And that is super easy to do. And if that happens, just kind of, instead of thinking about it right then, like tell yourself, I'm going to think about this later. I'm going to keep this in mind, you know, and then go back to it at a later point. And what Aaron mentioned too, he talked about in his relationship, being attentive in his relationship. Um, For personal experience, 
we've mentioned in episodes prior, I've been in a relationship for like six and a half years now, uh, approaching seven years. And I have a very loving, like wholesome relationship with my wife that I'm very proud of. And if you feel like it's hard to really absorb what they're saying at all times, trust me, Aaron, I get it. You know, your wife wants to tell you about like what bad things are happening at work. And that conversation takes right. an hour. <laughs> you you yeah. will get to a point in your head where you're like, you're thinking about something else. Yeah. You will. That's yeah. going to happen. But it's really letting them know that you're hearing them. When they do complain about that issue, just ask them, like, you know, why does it make you feel that way? What is it? And get their introspective opinion on the thing they're talking about. And that will make them feel heard. And that will also give you not just what happened at their work day, but what they think. And that's actually interesting because sometimes right. you don't care about the work day that yeah, they're I, talking about, no, yeah, especially exactly. when it takes an hour to talk about it, but you do care about how they feel, what they think about their work day. Yeah. So if doing that, not only will let them know you're listening, but will give you something to actually be interested in listening to. Right. And that's, that's where I find, the happy medium that. with that because yeah. it can it can get stale talking to the same person every day but especially when it's talking to a female you don't have the same interests as a male but you have to explore the things that you're interested in which are what she feels and what she's saying and how she feels about those situations and you right. got to find an interest in those things because no matter what she's going to tell you about that work day exactly and th that's not going to change it's making the most of that interaction because it's going to happen regardless yes yeah, there's no there's and it happens control. for everyone yeah. it's not like a issue that just you face right. Aaron. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's definitely uh that's just the nature of relationships and yeah. females and how they and time spent yeah. and yeah emotions and logic and all those I love different that, things though, the asking the questions about what they feel from those things that happen and right because that's really how you get because i could sit here and even to my friends, like me to you or to other people, I could say or talk about how something happened at work. I mean, like, guys do that too, but yeah. it's like, when you do that, and then my friend asked me something about how I felt about the situation or something, that completely changes the conversation in a right. good way. Right. Um, and that's a really, I've never really thought about that too much. That's a really interesting perspective. Yeah. Just coming from a relationship, yeah, perspective. And yeah. It's just, that, that's going to happen, man, but... It's just doing your best to be interested because it's hard to be interested sometimes in those conversations coming from a man to a woman. And that's not sexist at all. That's just coming from a place of we're wired different. You're thinking about <laughs> like playing league with the boys. Yeah. At, but, you know, before you do that, you got to entertain that 30 minutes of the yeah. thing you're not interested in. And it's just conditioning yourself to enjoy that by finding interest in different right. things and finding that middle ground and I, I'll, I'll admit dude I have trouble with it too sometimes I Marissa will tell me sometimes she doesn't feel like she's being heard because I'm not you know like just talking about that specific day of what's happening in that right. day I'm asking other questions and stuff she doesn't feel heard but at the end of the day I let her know and she knows in her heart that I care about how she feels I'm curious about what yeah. she's feeling and I want to know more about it and I want her to feel good and I want to make sure she's okay and she knows that's the place I'm coming from. So if you just communicate, that's where you're coming from. The little, in, the little minor missteps won't be as big of a deal. It will be, yeah. It will be, it will be easier to navigate, and that's just part of being open. Yeah. In your relationship. Well, something else that I've 
I've noticed with um, the same topic, but just flip it around, mm-hmm. is Marissa seems to be very interactive and interested in your what you're into too, like right. your music or whether you know we'd be playing a video game and yeah. she's asking you what's going on or if you're doing good and stuff, you right. know, stuff like that. I mean. Because, yeah, the sa- in the same way you would sit there and ask questions about how she feels about work, mm-hmm. she's interacting with the stuff that you're interested in and yeah. you're doing, and that's that's how it works. It kind of goes both ways. And that's how But can... the way you said it, it could definitely be applied to both parties. Both men, ways. Males and females. Yeah, yeah that's, absolutely, that's a great point. I didn't even think about it like that, man, because coming from there into things and comparing it to that, yeah. Most women are not interested in the video game you're playing. Yeah. And Marissa's not by any means interested in every or video sports. game. Sports, sports is a big one yeah. for guys. Yeah. Whatever your kind of like yeah. hobby distraction yeah. thing is that you like to do. They're not always interested in it. But like you said, she comes from a place of asking me how it works and what's going on. And some games she doesn't care after I explain it to her. She's just like, okay, you're playing that game. But there's <laughs> one specific uh, set of games, Dark Souls. That, you know, genre of game or that specific set of games, Dark Souls 1, 2, and 3, um, they have a very special place in my heart. I'll get into it at a later point in a different episode as to why. But those are so in-depth and there's so much to them, not only visual, but playing it and, you know, the whole atmosphere of the game. That she'll, she'll sit on the couch with me and watch me play all three of those games all the way through every time I played it because she was genuinely interested in the story and like amazed by the environments and but stuff. But she would have like never that. been interested if she didn't put an effort into she trying didn't come to be from interested. that place. Yeah. Right. Yeah. She just assumed, okay, all video games are stupid. Yeah. But like she knows that's something I'm interested in and she she's gonna try to figure out if she's interested in it too. She's not just gonna immediately put a wall yeah, up to exactly. it. And that's a quality in your relationship. I notice this a lot and I see it with like my dad and my stepmom is they'll be in a situation but it does not matter what my dad feels about that situation. It's just what my stepmom feels about that situation. That's all that, you know, at the end of the day in their relationship is what matters for both of them. Is what matters to her, not to both of them. That's going to build resentment. Yeah. That's going to, over time, build issues whether you consciously know it's bothering you or not. It's going to. And you can't just be living for that other person. A lot of people love power to the point of where... The relationship, whether they're consciously doing it or not, is serving them. And if it's not serving them and their needs, then they aren't showing any interest in it. And how can this person make my life better rather than how can we build a life together? Yes. Yeah. Definitely. I've seen that with actually the exact same scenario Mm -hmm. dad and stepmom. Yeah. Exact same in the sense that her way or the highway, you know? Right. Right. And it's really, because I love my dad. I have a good relationship with my dad. But mm-hmm. It's hard for me to say that. And I've had issues with uh, my stepmom specifically and my dad because talking to them about that kind of stuff, and it's hard to see that. But, oh, yeah. It's hard to talk to them about, too. There's no way to really talk about But I think this kind of goes back to what we've talked about, maybe more off camera than anything, mm-hmm. but how... No, I think we mentioned it in the last episode how people they take so they get to this certain point in life without even they never even think about anything. Right. Right. Because you've done it for so long. They, they just yeah. see life as this linear thing that 
they don't think anything outside of what's been thrown in front of them. Right, right. And it's just, it's so weird being on that the other side of that. Man. Oh, yeah. And seeing other people, that's normal to them, you know? It's just mm-hmm. this, this linear path. Keep moving, never question your choices. Yeah. And, yeah, just keep going in that direction and only consider what's in your and head don't think about second. why you're doing these things. Just, oh, he told me it was good, so I'm going to do it. Right. You know, not even a, wait, why is this good for me? Right. What, what does this serve? Like, what yeah. purpose does this serve? Yeah. I mean, but, you and know, who knows? We're just two 23-year-olds. We're just two, yeah. And that, <laughs> we're never coming from a place of that we know fully. We're just coming from a place of what we've seen and what we're, we've taken from it at this point. Because our perspectives can change. We're, you know, we're For doing sure. this podcast two years from now. We're going to have a completely different perspective on some of these topics than exactly. we do at this moment. And hopefully it's for the better, not for the worse. Like, I don't end up giving up part of myself in a relationship where I feel like I I'm, think that the just the whole idea that we we acknowledge that we are going to be different we're gonna we're pursuing to grow and change and be different yeah yeah most people just they want this certain way their whole life right they don't like for me the most one of the mo- most important things to me in life and out of the little life I've lived that I've realized, I think one of the most important things to do on this earth is to to grow and learn. Yep, absolutely. Like, that's the, that's the whole point, bro. Yep. Like, this is I want to be, I want to yeah. get better every day until the day I die. Right. You know, I want to learn something every day. That's the purpose of life. In yeah. My, like, yeah, yeah. That's like my spirituality is connected to that where it's just like, why do we have a finite amount of time here? Yeah. Probably because it's we. And if, if this is a school, I had I used to be a server at a restaurant, and I had a lady, an older lady, say to me, "Well, this is just you know we're just in Earth school right now." And I found myself thinking about that later. Like this old lady, she's like eighty, at towards the end of her life, talking about like her perspective as we're just in Earth school. Like every day you're learning, every day we're here to take something to the next dimension, you know, versus just existing here and then it being done. And that perspective is a very, like, it's not a very Western-minded way of thinking. It's much more of an Eastern, like, when it comes to philosophy and religion and stuff like that. That's very, like, Buddhism. That's very interesting, like that. though. I'm, yeah. Yeah. yeah that, that's a huge, like, the Egyptians. I, I like to really think about spirituality a lot and kind of read about the Egyptians and how they looked at life. And they built houses of mud and clay and you know they built shrines after they're dead of gold and jewels and it was they were serving their self after they were done with this presence and like that that's a really really special way of looking at life and i feel like being in touch with that truly will allow you to step outside of yourself more will allow you to look at things more than just what it is right now because something i notice a lot with my family and what I've seen from my experience is someone will make the wrong decision for 20 years over and over again, whether it's a habit, whether it's eating, you know, that's which is a habit too. But like you will do it so much that you'll have done it for so long. I've done it this way my whole life. Why would I change now? I think that's the ultimate like barrier for someone stepping outside of that habit is saying, well, I've done this for 20 years. How well, it's much? hard when you're 50 to yeah. 
gen- if you've had the same perspective your whole life, it's hard to. Because your I mean, brain isn't yeah. developing anymore. It's not, and it's it's near impossible. I feel like those those changes happen a lot through psychedelic use. I've seen a lot of people change their perspective through creating new neural pathways by using psychedelics, yeah. and that can give them a different perspective. But when you're older, creating those new neural pathways isn't even on your mind because unconsciously you're thinking, I can't say I'm wrong right now because I've been standing on this hill for like half my life. So right. if I do that now, then I'm admitting I've been wrong for 20 years. And then it's an ego thing where it's like... And I well, can't even... We can't even imagine what that's like. No, I can't imagine that feeling. But I see that impact my family oh, yeah. members and certain actions and things they do. And I feel like people from the boomer era and the 80s kind of era really were grown and raised and f- fed information to be a consumer and never question it. Right. And it's really difficult for them to step outside of that and begin to question it if they don't have any external force like someone telling them or most people aren't even willing to listen to someone telling them. But like I mentioned this again, but psychedelics, a lot of older people have a psychedelic journey and then they change their values and things like that. It's something that has to make you want to accept that yeah. you've been wrong for this amount of time and you've got to admit it. That's and, a huge ego check, man. Yeah, and that's your ego is your biggest competitor when it comes to that stuff because I you got to be comfortable saying I messed up. You got to be comfortable saying I'm wrong. You got is hard for anyone. Anyone, yeah, it's really difficult for anyone. It's in feeling humility within yourself and feeling like being able to sh- like not just shame yourself in a negative way, but like you know, be like I I should not have done that. Well, I and think accepting it. I think one of the most powerful things for me that have really helped me with my mindset mm-hmm. is taking responsibility for your life. Yep. Like, if you're in a shitty part of your life, uh, Aaron's on the shitty part of his life, really, but, like, he's going through these hard things and all these scenarios where he's lacking attention span, trouble with his relationship, mm-hmm. uh, stuff with habits. you got to sit there and be like, that is all my fault. Everything good or bad in your life is your fault, and you need to take full responsibility for that. And once you do that, like you said, that humility in that, it's really powerful when you say that, because whenever you do that, you also give yourself the power to change that. Mm -hmm. Because if you say that the reason all this stuff is bad stuff is happening is because of all these excuses you have of uh, external things. You could even just say TikTok, right? Yeah, yeah. then in your head... You're going to, like, subconsciously, you're saying that the it can't be fixed. It has to be fixed externally, too. Yep. It can't be fixed. Yep. But if you say internally, it's my fault, then that also gives you the power to say, I also have the power to change this, too. Because yes. it was my it was me that choice. did it. Yeah. But yeah. I can also cha- turn this around. And I think a lot of people are stuck in this, in that realm where they, they just say everything that's happened to them is bad and the reason they're in this shitty place is because of external things but whenever you truly accept that you are the reason for the person that you are today Mm -hmm. and the circumstances in your life the job you have how much money you make if you're broke if your living situation sucks your relationship situation sucks you're overweight out of shape uh bad mental health you got to sit there and realize that that's on you bro like, that's 100% your fault, and you yep. need to take responsibility for that. Yep. 
Absolutely. And once you do that, bro, you will realize how much you can really do to change things. Everything is easier after you initially have that conversation with yourself and acknowledge yeah. those things. And that could even take having conversation with someone else. Like a lot of people use therapy and different things like that. I was blessed enough to have people around me when I was going through hard times to communicate my negative emotions yeah. to that then gave me their perspective so I could kind of, but it's being willing to communicate those negative emotions, being just willing to say I'm depressed and having someone talk yeah. to you about when they're depressed and being open in those ways and not being scared or ashamed to talk about those things because whether you like it or not, most of the negative things you feel, the other person's felt. They might not talk about it. They might not have felt yeah. it on the same level, but they felt it. And most people don't want to mention that because it's hard to mention that. That's the hardest. That's the thing you try to avoid as much as possible. But if you sit with it and acknowledge it. Because you don't want to show weakness. Right. Yeah. You did, it has a sign of weakness. But I really look at it from if you're if you can have that conversation without letting your emotion get in the way of that mistake you made. And you try to be like, well, I didn't make that mistake. And really just be like, I, I messed up. You know, I really I did something I shouldn't have. And express that to someone else and express that to yourself and believe it and mean it then you will you're already way ahead of that issue and i've said this uh, for a while since i think I, I came to this like revelation when i was like 17 but it was you can either use some form of trauma or bad experience as an excuse to do more bad things or you can use it as a reason to grow and you can take every bad experience you have and look at it through one lens or the other. Yeah. And people generally choose to use it as a reason to do more bad things. Oh, well, I lost my job, so I'm just going to do this drug and avoid the thought of like working and doing my job. Yeah. yeah. And, it's still, and, and it's acknowledging that you have the choice of how you look at it. You have the choice of how it makes you feel. You have the choice of if you're going to scroll through something for an hour or do something positive for yourself for an hour. You have that choice and it's acknowledging you have that choice and accepting you have the power to make that choice, which is scary because if you don't ever accept that, you don't have to feel responsible for sitting on TikTok or whatever Correct. for three hours. But once you accept that, you know that you can do better than that and then you're doing it and then you feel shame for doing it and it's then listening to the shame within yourself. Not trying to run away from it. Not saying, I don't, like, okay, since I feel this bad way because I'm doing this, I should just ignore the bad feeling or, like, get away from the bad feeling, whether it's through dopamine, like, some substance or whatever. Well, I think another thing, too, is when you feel that shame, um, this has happened to me a lot. Mm -hmm. I'm speaking from personal experience. You, you're like, oh, well. Uh, I ate shitty today, so why can't I? St I'll stay up till four a.m. I mean, it can't be worse than fucking eating McDonald's today. Right, right. Or uh, I, I took a shot last night or last weekend, but so I can go out and get hammered this weekend because right. I did it. Like, right. like I already fucked up pretty much, so I might. It's okay I if I keep fucking up, up yeah. but and it's really hard. To, it's kind of like we were saying with the good things, the bad things. It's the same way. You do one bad habit. It's going to lead all the way down this path. And yep. I think a big thing is something he says is it's really easy to get into good habits, really easy to get into bad habits as well. Yeah. And I think when you fuck up one day, you have one bad day, don't let that, don't turn that into a bad month or right. a bad week. Right. You can have a bad day. You're not going to do all these habits perfectly every day. No one does. No one does. Yeah. No one ever does. But 
And don't let the shame consume you. Yeah. Don't don't let the shame from messing up one time, or even if let's say you put you've done it, put it off for a week. Right. You know, you miss a whole week of that work, and you're looking at it, and you're mad at yourself because you missed that week of being productive in whatever way it is you want to be productive. Don't just shame yourself. Say, well, I can start better now. Today's a new day. Yeah. I can start doing better now, and then take that step. And that's a cycle. You're gonna fall yeah. off the horse. You're going to have that drop you're going to get into the bad habits you're gonna you know if it's nicotine you're gonna do nicotine again but it's getting to the point where you're comfortable saying i'm not gonna do it and i'm happy with myself for not doing it right and then really focusing on the happiness and joy you feel from overcoming that obstacle overcoming that negative thing and that's like appreciating your wins is really yeah i feel like a lot of people I know the smartest people I know are constantly thinking about what they can do more, what they can fix, the issues they're having and how to better themselves, things like that. That's what's on their mind. But something I've really had to condition myself to do is accept my wins, live in the present, be in the moment of when I'm actually overcoming that thing. Because it's really easy to overcome that thing and then focus on the next thing. But if you give yourself ways or like a routine or some kind of ritual of where you appreciate your win for that week, where you appreciate the thing you've been working up to for months and you finally get it done, and then you kind of sit with it for a little bit, find a way to find those moments for yourself where you can right. sit with it. Because if you don't give yourself that time and you're just on to the next thing, on to the next thing, on to the next thing, it's going to get overwhelming. Right. It's going to get to a point where it's like well i'm just i I did this and i did this and well because then you you make it feel rewarding for doing that good thing right if you celebrate right and then it'll make you want to do another good thing because then you have that reward it's the reward system yeah um because it talking about the um consistency and um like not letting one bad day run like a month for example i think a really good mindset that helped me with that was Whatever happened yesterday, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if I did everything perfect yesterday. It doesn't matter what's going to happen tomorrow. What can I do today that's going to put me towards these goals that I mm-hmm. that I want to achieve? Like every day, you need to. When I see myself thinking about doing something that's outside of my goals, I say, I try to reel myself in and say, okay, look, it doesn't matter what I did yesterday or Monday or whatever day it was. Like, what can I do today? That's going to just break it down to that day. And if you win that day, if you just focus on winning the day every day, yeah, that's where you're going to build consistency. Right. Yeah. Because it's, it's focused on the days. And something you've said before, too, looking at those days through the perspective and the decisions you make through the perspective of what would an older version of me yeah. want me to make today? Like, what would the older version of me want me to be doing today? And most of the time, if you ask yourself that, it's not, you know, jerking off and smoking weed all the time. Exactly. It's, it's something productive. It's something, like, that benefits you. It's something that, like, per, like builds your character. And we're speaking from a perspective of working on this for a couple of years, trying to do these things and think this way for a little bit. But someone just starting, it's like true. we touched on earlier. It is different. It starts, it doesn't start with, like being able to look at it like that you can't look at it like that when you're just starting it's not that's why i think the mindset yes is kind of that's where where it starts that's where you start before any of these habits um it's your values yeah 
That's your values. You find figuring that out. We're not telling you what values to have. No. Like figure out what you value. What you figure out what success means to you. Mm -hmm. Set some goals. Not to be basic, but dude, goal setting is great. Yeah. Oh yeah. And they don't have to be some like crazy like, I want to become a billionaire and I want to become jacked and fucking like. Don't go unrealistic. Set a realistic goal for yourself. And just write down like five or ten goals you want to do for 2024. It's still February. Yeah. By the end of 2024, I want to do these five to ten things. And then write it down on paper. Put it somewhere where you can see it. And think about what can I do right now that's going to help me achieve these things. I like I like the – I use my whiteboard in my right. kitchen on my fridge. I use a lot of that. Uh, at the top corner of my whiteboard, I have – Monday through Sunday, and then I have next to those, what are the things I want me and Marissa to accomplish Monday through Sunday? Well, the f- Monday through Wednesday is the gym. Thursday is cleaning. And then Friday through Sunday is fun. That's the general outline of what I want our like right. weeks to consist of because I'd be happy with our week consisting of that. If we're four days of the week doing productive shit, three days of the week enjoying ourselves, I'm happy with that, you know, and that's, that's just a general outline of what you're talking about. You can get way more specific and starting out being specific is important. And then you're talking about learning your values, finding your values, that being the first step to this stuff. That is absolutely the first step. And you have to find your values through trying these things. Try doing a hobby you want to that you're interested in or you right. think you're interested in. If you hate it, you hate it, you know. But if you feel passionate like about it, like time goes by, eight hours goes by, and you've done it the whole time, and you love that you did it after doing it. Like you, you can look back on doing it and be like, I'm happy I did that for that long. Right. Pursue it more. Push yourself in those directions of like, oh, this, this thing I want to do, I'm going to do it. And if you just despise it, you despise it and you're going to despise it if you do it consistently enough, but it's working through that. But in the beginning it's doing it and then realizing you did it for that long and then appreciating that you did it and then make yourself do it again. And eventually you're going to get to the point where you're like, I don't want to do this anymore. Force yourself to do it again and then see if you feel different two days from then and then kind of gauge it off of that. That's, that's how I've found my values is putting myself through those things, putting myself through some sort of struggle and then do I appreciate that I went through that now that I did this for a week? Am I happy that I did this for a week? When you say values, what do you, what do you mean by that? Values is, I mean, like, what do I care about? Like, what do I like putting it into specific words? I'm sure everyone can have a definition. I just want, I'm curious about when you're talking about doing this thing and mm-hmm. then seeing how you feel about it, what kind of values have you gotten from I see uh, I like from that specifically let's start with like nicotine because that's just on my mind because I'm quitting it right now I don't want to be somebody that's smoking all the time because I want to be healthy for my kids in the future I want to be okay. present for them gotcha. so what do I care about thinking about that I care about having a family being healthy for the, that family and being able to be there for them Okay. You know what I'm saying? And then just kind of pulling things from why do you like that you did that? Why do you enjoy that you... Back to you the know. question of why. Yeah. yeah why? I love that. We yeah. talked about that a lot in the last episode. And it's very important asking your... 
Aaron, ask yourself why. Why you're doing the things you're doing. Yeah. Why do you feel the way you do in these conversations when mm-hmm. you're losing, like, why are you losing attention in conversations? Why do you, why do you not feel like, what are the things that make you feel like you're not being attentive in your relationship? Mm-hmm. And you're going to have to answer that for yourself. Yeah. And, but that's answering those questions for yourself is what will lead you to your, the, the real answer and what you need to do. Because we can't, we can tell you from our perspective, we can tell you from our experience, exactly. what we've done, but everyone's it's, different. You have to answer it for yourself. Mm-hmm. And, you can listen to this, take what we said from it, try to apply it. But if you never ask yourself why, you're, you're not really truly going to be exactly. fully involved in it. Um, and that's that's a big part of creating this is just asking yourself why. Creating that structure for yourself to be better is why do you want to be better? What do you want to do? Well, I also think that kind of, I forgot the exact saying, but you can bring a horse to water, but you can't get it to drink. Yeah. That kind of thing, like. We could say, we're going to say here, we, the reason we started this, because we want to help people grow mm-hmm. and start on this path, um, but it's not the specific path, but we want to help them answer their questions and common questions that we had mm-hmm. and move forward. But we could, someone could consume every single one of our podcasts for the next 10 years or however long we do it yeah. and not change their life at all. Right. It's a, you have to do something about the stuff that you uh, consume like you said earlier take responsibility yeah. take responsibility that's the first step if we if we're learning anything from this while we're talking about it because yeah. I'm learning as I'm talking if I'm learning anything from what we said so far is taking the first step is being responsible for the decisions you make right choose to say I can choose to do this or I cannot choose to do this I can choose to be engaged in this conversation or I can choose to let myself zone out of it because you can zone out of it for, you know, a few seconds and then realize it and put yourself back on check. Or you can just choose to stay zoned out of it and realizing that's a choice, realizing you have the choice to do that. And if you can't figure out what causes you to do it, then start asking yourself why and then go from there. And that's really what I can take from what we said so far is just kind of breaking it down in that way. And kind of looking at it through an objective lens of this is what I can do. This is what I can choose to do. Why should I choose to do it this way? Why do I care about doing it this way? I think another thing, too, is with when it comes to taking responsibility is you can take things different ways. You have the choice to the way you perceive different things that you watch view Mm -hmm. um i'll just use this for an example so a motivation you see a motivational speaker there's going to be a guy in that room that is going to get super fucking motivated change some habits change his life Mm -hmm. from this motivational speaker a lot of people are gonna think it's cheesy and be like so you really have the choice to take whatever you want from that because you could say something's cheesy or oh and of course, that's an obvious thing to say. Right. Uh, I'm just using the motivational speaker as an example. Yeah. But I hope you can get like, you could the, do anal- the analogy yeah. I'm saying is yeah. that the way you perceive it, you could take that and change your life and choose to be motivated and take action. Mm-hmm. Or you can just laugh at it and say that's cheesy. Like, uh, so another example playing the same thing is getting made fun of for doing good things. Like, right. Uh, for example, the other day at work, uh, someone brought drinks 
for us at mm-hmm. work. Everyone got like sodas or lemonade, whatever. Right. And I asked for a water. Boss came in, handed me the water, and everyone was like, "You got a water?" When he asked for a drink, and I was like, "Yeah." And yeah. they were like, "Why?" I was like, "I don't drink soda. Like I, I don't drink any calories really yeah. when it comes to liquid." And I, it was like getting judged for that, and I was like, "What? What are you talking about? Like what yeah. is going? Like you get judged for doing things that." helped you it's it's hilarious i'm gonna tell some people make fun of people that go to the gym dude. Yeah, yeah like it's so backwards and it's it's hilarious though being on the other side of it because yeah. here's an example i have a story related to this because my dad is a very like 80s based consumer guy right like never question anything you did just keep moving everything's black and white nothing's like there's no in between if you believe it's one or the other you can't right. change kind of like the politic kind of thing yeah where yeah your side yeah. yeah that way or the highway that, that that type of mindset and he before i've talked to him about food and fast food and whenever it oh, came God. to food and fast food he got super upset and he, like offended almost yeah like actually offended and it's like well i've eaten this way my whole life it was one of the things he said so it's like he's self-conscious about being unhealthy for that long so that if he acknowledges it it's him worrying about his current state and his condition right but he told me why do you read so much? You need to stop reading. And I just was like completely thrown off and taken back by that. Just like you're talking about with your work scenario where it's like you, you were, you know, shaming me, making, making fun of me because I'm reading and learning about food and what's good and what's bad. What? And that's a lot of America. It's difficult to take those steps in America because most Americans don't want to. Why are you reading? Why are you reading? Why do you care? Why? Like, what? Like, yeah, yeah. Well, about reading specifically, man, like, look, books are going to last longer than any fucking thing, video yeah. on social media or anything, and more knowledge has been passed through books than anything else, and look, the world doesn't give a fuck if you don't like to read, no. or if you don't like reading, because, but that's where you're going to get the most valuable information from. Absolutely. And... The fact that that's, I think not just from your father's perspective, but just a lot of people's perspective is the stuff, when you try to do things that are good for you, but most people don't even know these things are like better for you or they don't, they know, like you said, he knows it's unhealthy, but it's not bad. And there's a stigma built up in his mind against it too, because it's like, oh, well, what am I going to be like California organic person? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's what he tells himself to keep himself from taking a step in that direction. That's insane. Yeah. And it's like, no, you don't. And making these decisions, guess what? I'm not bragging to my family about it. I'm not going up to them and being like, like, fuck you, dad, for eating McDonald's. (laughs) You suck. Yeah. Like, I, I think, I think he would probably respond better to me saying that than actually trying to talk to him about it because he doesn't want to get into the deeper levels of it. But that... That type of conversation is different with every person and they're going to express it and have different stigmas built up in their mind in different ways. But it's truly coming from a place of what you value, what you want, and what will better you. And if you look at life through that lens, you're going to get made fun of. If you look at life through that lens, you're going to be the butt of the joke because the people who are self-conscious and insecure because they're not doing those things are going to try to make you feel bad about it so that they can continue. But in reality you're on the right path you're not doing something wrong you're just doing better and people 
tend to get pretty self-conscious when they see right. someone doing better than them. Like, if there's ten people in a room, would you want to be a part of the nine that all think the same or the one that thinks differently? Right. Because like, if you the think one that thinks yeah. differently, I would rather be that person in every scenario, every time, and not just being con. That's, I've seen some. This is a little off. We're, I'm getting off topic, but being contrarian just for the sake of being contrarian doesn't do anything for you. Just saying the opposite of what everybody else thinks isn't a good way to be. Truly right. believing yeah. and doing the opposite of what everyone else thinks for a good reason is a great thing. Yeah. But just doing it because you like being edgy or the like opposite end of what everyone else is saying, still, it's not going to benefit yeah. you. Well, I mean, personally, I don't even like that. Right. Like when I get that kind of response on oh, things, yeah. it makes me feel distant. But I will say it really is a good way to kind of reveal who who's really the kind of people you want to be around. Or right, not. right. Because being contrary, yeah, yeah. Like when whenever you genuinely have this belief and you say something, and you get made fun of for it. For example, <laughs> me drinking water, right? You know, and they're all drinking soda, and they made fun of me for it. Like, it kind of just showed. Like, that's a small example. Like, I don't care that's if one of my example. close friends drinks soda. Like, I'm not right. gonna shit on someone for that. But I'm just saying, like, that's just an example of something that they don't even realize my way of thinking behind that right they could think you're just being contrarian they could think you're just yeah. trying to look, be different but it's where you're coming from it's if you're coming from a place that i truly believe in this and i'm trying to do better for myself or if you're just coming from yeah. a place that i'm gonna say this not because i believe it but because then you get made fun of yes and it's just like okay yeah good now i know that our relationship will never be anything outside of a co-worker right right because you're making fun of me about be- trying to better myself exactly yeah yeah and that's fine like that's totally fine i right i I don't think you're going to be friends with every single person. You like, meet. I still love my dad, even yeah. though he doesn't want to do this. You're stuff. not going to be yeah. friends with everyone you meet. You're not going to have the same beliefs as everyone. You yeah, meet. you're not going to agree with everyone in general. But really choosing who, like the closest people, like that's why I'm so glad I have friends like you and a couple other of my really close friends that are mindsets, because that's the most important thing: the mindsets and the the vision. Going forward in life, um, finding people that have similar mindsets and stuff like that as yeah. you is very important because yeah. the conversations I can have with you are completely different from conversations I can have with other people. And it's really important to have this conversation. And I think I hate the narrative that, oh, guys, guys aren't super close and can't talk about their feelings. Like, yeah. you know, like me, you, a couple of our close friends, like we know we could we can sit here and talk about some serious stuff about our feelings and all that. Like, but it's a really bad misconception that guys are just, and it's happening. Like guys feel like they have no one to talk to. They feel lonely and no, you're not a fucking pussy. If you tell your friend that you're sad about something, right? And you're if not they, a fucking pussy if you cry. If they tell you that you yeah. are, they're just a shell. Like, they're just trying to deny their feelings because they exactly. felt that too. Yeah. Everyone, everyone. I mean, you need, a, you need to do it with the right people for sure. Right. Like, you don't just go. You can't just be a random person. You just don't go to uh, Walmart and tell some random dude that you're depressed. Having a hard time, start crying. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, you know, with your closest friends, you if you feel like you can't do that, that is not your friend. Man. No. If you feel like you can't go to them with something hard that's going on that you need to talk about and have an outlet to talk about things, that's not your friend. No, no, not at all. And if you feel judged by them for doing that, 
then that's not somebody that you need to feel that way about because yeah. that they're they they can't even begin to think that way themselves so they're going to make you feel bad for thinking that way that's mess that's that's never good and some people will come around eventually but it's just yeah. you know knowing who the right people are and we talked about this off camera um talking about like finding those good people finding right. the people that you can have those genuine relationships making those connections with those people how do you do that how do you begin to not everyone's lucky enough to... I grew up with your cousin Matthew. Right. And then I met you through him. So that that's two right there that most guys don't even have. And I I got him by the time I was 21. Right. Yeah. yeah. It was a part of your development. Yeah. Naturally. But I think... This is a personal belief. Um, my view on faith, spirituality is very unstructured and not coming from any place of like... There's a foundation of goodness under my values of faith and spirituality, but there's no set, like, I don't pick a religion name religion, or yeah. anything like that. But my view on life in general, I can apply to running into the good people. And if someone's asking me, like earlier we were talking about, like, how do you run into those good people? What what would you say to do to make those connections and find those people? I think from my personal perspective, if you're on every day the path of I'm going to do the best I can for myself and the people around me, I'm going to work as hard as I can on anything that I'm supposed to be working on that I feel I need to work on, and I'm just going to you know do the best I can to be overall happy with myself and a good person, you're going to be working. You're going to be interested in some hobby of yours, whether, you know, hobby is a varying term. You don't have to have a hobby your hobby could be just spending time with like your pets or like, you know, just different things like yeah. that. But if you're doing those things and you're not fully indulged in all the negative things on distractions, you're going to meet people at work and right. there'll be an instance at work where you and a coworker have a moment where you can personally talk about something. Then you'll get to know how they feel about stuff and you kind of see where they're coming from. Great example is one of my best friends, Freddie. I met him at work. I've made a very close, real relationship with him where I, I can talk to him about anything. He can talk to me about anything and very much of what we're talking about. And how that came about was I came out of the oil field. I needed a job. I got a job at a restaurant. That restaurant just happened to be somewhere my sister worked at so she could give me a referral to get into the restaurant and start working there. And one night, Freddie was talking shit like line cooks do. And I was a server, so generally those two people don't communicate much and he was fucking with me and uh one of my fellow servers gabby was like hey he's cool don't shit on him he's cool so freddie then was like okay well what's going on man <laughs> and from there we started talking more doing more stuff at work and building a relationship and now like two and a half three years later i have a great friendship with this person because once we started talking i realized dude, you've been through a lot too. You have a lot of the same like conclusions I've come to from the stuff you've been through right. and like having your personal issues you've had. And I respect you for that. And we talked about those personal issues and talked about what we've learned from them. And so super organic through a job I had to get out of necessity that came from something my sister had already done prior that got me into the job. Then someone that just happened to be at high school with me whenever I went to high school tells the person I'm talking to to, you know, chill out and be nice to me. 
and then me and him create that great friendship. All of those things are super organic. All of those things came supernatural just because I was on the path I was on. I fell into that relationship. I don't think you can manufacture like a Tinder date with anyone and you can, you can get lucky like lottery chance, get lucky and then, you know, have commonalities with those people. right? Right. But if you, something that just comes through this organic thing happened that coincidentally led to this organic thing that then coincidentally led to this. That's where I found all of my best relationships, right. just like me and yours friendship through Matthew. I naturally met you because he was my cousin. Then I, me being proximity to him, put me in proximity to you. Those types of things have made all the best relationships in my life. And that's really what I try to do. If I consider a relationship worth putting energy into is where did this relationship come from? Did I manufacture this relationship through posting something on social media and then them liking that artificial thing I'm posting about, and then us talking about that artificial thing, or right. did this come from a true place of like genuine connection? And that's kind of how I gauge like and have found those relationships for myself. I think that sense of friendship and community is very important for everyone, but oh, yeah. men, I feel like are really lacking in that. Oh, yeah. And women too. Women, Marissa has the same problem. She finds herself a lot being like, I don't have a lot of friends. Yeah. I don't have. It's. It feels scary to talk to someone about real shit yeah. and finding those people. That's why I asked you that question before we started is because mm-hmm. I was trying to think of an answer I could say to how, how can you find these people. Right. And you put it together really well. It's just kind of do these things that be yourself mm-hmm. and... Find your own path. Be open. Create your own values. Yeah. Create your goals. Work towards those goals. And on that path, you're going to find the right people that are going to help you. Yep. And because you're putting that energy out there, it's going to come back through those relationships. And when you find those things. people, spend time nurturing those relationships. Yep. Don't no, don't neglect them because... Get to know them. Don't yeah. just let them get to know you. Yeah. Get to know them. Get to know what they feel. Yeah. Get to know them. Yeah. It's very important to not only find true friends, but to continue and grow that relationship as well. Because you could get really busy. Both of you get really busy and you don't see each other for a while, which is fine. But I think when people say, oh, I'm so busy, I don't have time. Like, no, we all have time. We all have 24 hours in a day. It's yeah. what do you prioritize, yeah. you know? And... I think that prioritizing your the relationships that really mean something to you in your life is very important. Yeah. And I try to check in once a week with the people that yeah. I feel the closest to. Like, If I haven't really been able to talk to them or reach out to them, I make sure to at least try. And sometimes I don't. Sometimes I mess up. But sometimes at least once a month or once a week, get in touch with those people. Yeah. Check in. Say, how are you doing, man? What's going on? How are you feeling? You know, we got to hang out soon. Because everyone's got one day of the month at some time they could spend an hour with somebody. Right. You know, like, yeah. And I think the excuse of time and being busy is, it has a, I get it, you know. Um, But I really do, I mean, it's just, it's objective fact. Like, everyone has 24 hours. Right. You can make time for, it just matters what you prioritize in your life. Yeah. Um, like something that 
Aaron, I know you've told me specifically too something you really struggle with is uh, getting eight hours of sleep every night. And you're like, dude, I with school and work, like I just it only works out to where I have to get only five hours of sleep. And I'm like, no, dude, like if you have to fucking set a schedule every day of the week for time slots, you're gonna do shit. Like mm-hmm. you can make time to prioritize the things you want to do. Yeah. Because he was saying he wants to sleep the eight hours, but he's like, he said, hey, I can only get five because my schedule. No, right. dude, like. You can set those, set up your life in a way to where you're getting all the things you need. Yeah. Like, you think the busiest people in the world, you think they're neglecting the people that are getting eight hours of sleep, watch eating nutritious, good food, mm-hmm. working 10 hours a day on their business, spending time with their family. Like, people do that. And it's just the way they manipulate their time the discipline yeah and doing yeah i'm gonna do this for this time this for this time this for this time yeah and sleep is something interesting to me because i have really put sleep to the back burner for a lot of my life like i've been trying to get you on it bro. yeah and I I, <laughs> I I i like i i respect it a lot i generally work best six hours of sleep i wake up and i can do what i need to do if i sleep eight hours sometimes it's harder for me to get up because right. i feel like i've slept too hard you know but it comes down to what gives you the energy to do what you want to do in a healthy way, not in like a stimulant. I'm going to use this outside source of stimulation to do the things I want to do and rely on that other thing. But what generally organically gives you the energy to do that stuff right. and the passion to do that stuff without caffeine or right. yeah, what gives you that, that true like want and sense to do that. And for me, it's giving myself breaks sometimes. Like, I could work on a song for three days straight, like, every day, just, like, not sleeping more than three hours each day working on that song, like, as much as possible that day. And I've done that. But then it's like, I gotta play some games with the boys. I gotta do something other than grind my ass off on this thing and chill out. And Aaron talking about, like, having trouble sleeping. I had huge, huge, huge trouble sleeping when I was about to go into the oil field. I was leaving my normal routine. I was going off on an adventure where I didn't know if I was even going to get the job because I had to pass a drug test that I had to get fake pee for. <laughs> and I'm going to a different state to do this drug test and all the cards are on the line, but I could fail that drug test and just be sent straight back home. So I have like a huge amount of stress in my brain. Like, you know, I'm making this big leap, but I'm risking it all. It's, I don't know what's going to work. I could not sleep. Like it was really, really difficult. I would sit in bed lay there, close my eyes, and just think about the future, think about the things I'm stressed about, and never, like, really fall asleep. And then I was prescribed um, an antidepressant to take for my sleep because I was having really bad nightmares. So I went to the doctor and was like, listen, I'm having vivid nightmares of hell where, like, I'm walking around, it's super dark, and there's walls made of flesh and bone, and it's really jarring and scary to me, and I can't sleep or get to sleep. And if I do sleep, I have horrible dreams like what do I do and they gave me an antidepressant and I take that one day sleep for 12 and a half hours wake up and feel like a complete zombie until like another 24 hours goes by so okay not gonna do that you know because yeah. I can't function this way I can't like wake up from that kind of sleep and even do anything it's crazy that's the answer to mental health but yeah <laughs> yeah yeah but what fixed it was laying there And instead of thinking about anything, only letting myself think, breathe in, breathe out, 
when I'm breathing in and breathing out. Not letting myself think about, stress about, or focus on anything else but breathing in and breathing out. And then I catch myself sometimes while I'm trying to focus on that, I still will get yeah. sidetracked and start to think about something else. But I rein myself back in, breathe in, breathe out. And then I still do that to this day to fall asleep. And that has done more for me than any drug I could be prescribed or anything like that. And the nightmare solved themselves when the stress was gone, you know, and different things like that. But it was going through it, focusing my brain and disciplining myself to not let right. myself stress. Because people think... I'm stressed. I don't have any control over this stress. I'm just stressed. Now, you can make yourself stop thinking about that stuff. It's just, it's difficult. It's really difficult, especially when you're at that first step. But when you do it, you'll you'll get to sleep. It's funny. That's the exact same conclusion I came to with anxiety Mm -hmm. when I had really bad anxiety. um, Was the first thought I had, I'm I'm sure a lot of people have this thought, was I had this anxiety. So I go to the doctor or whatever, and my thought is, I need to get rid of this anxiety. Mm -hmm. That's my thought the whole time. I need to get rid of this. But when I finally came to the conclusion of, okay, I have this anxiety, but everyone has anxiety about everything. Every single person has anxiety about going to have this talk with someone or going to do this thing at work or going to work out, whatever Mm -hmm. it is. Everyone has anxiety. It's about... Not letting that anxiety take control of your life. Right. It's you being in control over that. Yeah. Just, it's a, another thing about responsibility. Accepting that that's a thing, that's a part of you, and yeah. taking control over it rather than trying to eliminate it. Right. Well, and you can say, like, and doctors especially want you to say, you have that anxiety. That's not your fault. That's your brain's fault. Right. That's your body's fault. That's your, like, you can't control that you need something to help you control that i have a really uh, strong opinion about anxiety mm-hmm. and depression um i just i really do think that the person is it you have anxiety bro like we all do right man the fuck up yeah because trust me dude i was there yeah i couldn't get on my fucking bed i thought i was gonna die some nights i I had suicidal thoughts at one point. Like, right. trust me, no. Like, I was there, and it was all my fault. Right. And what made it worse was me telling myself that, why is this happening to me? Like, just kept saying, yeah. thinking, like, right. why is this, why me? Right. Right. Why why me? You know? Like, like it's God's fault or something. Yeah. But, no, it's on you, man. And yeah. all it is is a choice to wake up one day and be like, maybe I'm not going to be fully back to where I was. But I can take a step in that direction. Yeah. And is it scary for me to fucking get in my car and go to the gym? Yeah, it is. But guess what? I'm going to fucking do that because there's not, there's only one way I'm going to get myself out of this. And that is by actually taking action and doing something. Yeah. Not by sitting here and asking myself, why did this happen to me? Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm a victim. Oh, like you have to do something about it when you're at that point. You have to do something that's going to completely shift into a positive direction. Because you're, trust me, dude, I've been at that low point where it feels like that there's no answer. Like genuinely feels like that you're fucked. Mm -hmm. Like you're, that you genuinely have a thought like maybe it would be better if I killed myself. Like literally I've had that thought. I have too. And it, all it takes is one step in that right direction. To change that. Yeah. And I think 
it's very humbling and hard to do, but saying that you are the reason that that's why that's going on. Yep. Not to, because I'm not just saying this from an outside view. I went through that shit, man, and I'm not just saying that, oh, you're a pussy if you right. have anxiety, but right. you're a pussy if you sit there and play a victim and act like it's not your fault. Right. Or that you can't do anything about it. Right. That it's just crippling anxiety and you're just screwed for the rest of your life. That is not the case. Force yourself. You are in control of your life. Thing to do. Yeah. yeah, you are in control of your life. Yeah. You get to choose how your life's going to go. You get to choose where you're going to be at in 10 years. Right. You get to choose how much money you make, where you live, what kind of food you're going to eat, mm-hmm. what your body's going to look like in 10 years, if you're going to get married and have kids, or if you're just going to be single and a virgin your whole life. Yeah. That choice is yours. Mm-hmm. Like. It's not anyone else's responsibility to take care of you, but you. No one's got you like you got yourself. And realizing that is very important. Super powerful. And super important for someone to pull themselves out of a situation. Because people then get into comparisons when they start doing that. They say, oh, well, I have it like this, but this person has it like this. Why can't I have it like that? So it will be easier for me to start working on this thing. Like, I wasn't born in the U.S., so... How am I ever going to get the job that I want to pay for the stuff I need to pay for for my family? Some people have to work 12 hours a day, seven days a week for a long time, even to get to America, to then have that opportunity to provide for their family. You know, there's varying levels of it, but just make yourself do it. Force yourself to do it, and you'll get there no matter what situation you're in. But I'm happy you're here, Hopper. I've been at that same spot where I've thought, why am I here? You know, is there a purpose for me? Is there anything I should do or like yeah. anything I'm meant to do? But what helped me was realizing people cared about me, man. And I care about you. Right. And I'm happy you're here. And I know you feel the same. And for Aaron, I know you probably in a place of feeling down too, bro. But we care about you. We believe in you. And just because you fuck up, no, we fuck up too. You know, and just because you're having a hard day and you might have missed some steps in the right direction. I've done the same thing recently, you know, but like, it's just knowing that you got people that care about you. You can be better. Just work on it, force yourself to, and keep pushing in the right direction. Do the best you can. And if you do the best you can truly every day, there's nothing else you can ask of yourself at all. Yeah. I think one of the strongest things in the world is hope. And when someone genuinely tells you that they believe in you, I mean, that's that's one of the most powerful things there is, man. Yeah. Yes. Is when a close friend, a parent, a cousin, co-worker, it doesn't matter who it is, bro. Like, mm-hmm. someone tells you they believe in you and they mean it and you feel that, that's one of the most powerful things there is. Absolutely. And when, when you get that, man, I know you, I know you do. I know you know that we believe in you. Mm-hmm. So, don't, like you said with the phone call thing, I know that you don't take a lot of that. You might not take a lot of that in when we talk on the phone about stuff. And you said that's why you wanted more of this in the podcast. But we really, we really do believe in you, and we want, we wanted to do this episode for every like everyone that's going to listen. But you inspired us to do this, and we want to benefit. We want to help you with these things we talked about today and we can't help you 
directly, we can just talk about how we've been right. able to help ourselves. And hopefully you can take something from that. Hopefully anybody watching can take something from that. Appreciate your friends. Nurture those relationships. Love the people that you care about. Aaron, you can do great things, man. Just believe in yourself and know we believe in you. You got anything else up here? No. Um, thank you guys for listening today. It was a, another great, thoughtful journey. Yes, sir. Too many more. <laughs>